This episode is brought to you by the world of tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of the Lasting Podcast. A very I'm special your, episode. Yes, indeed. From the future. <laughs> I'm your host, Mr. Co- Mr. Mr. Toffee. 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 <laughs> Toffee. Oh my God. Shout outs to our previous episode yes, where yes. Uh, Mr. Toffee dropped his true hip hop moniker. Yeah. Coffee. Mr. Coffee, because you're yeah. hot like coffee. Yep, yep. He's underground beat scene. <laughs> yeah. Dropping that hot mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, look for my EP to come out in 2018, yo. Yeah, featuring Drake, featuring Kendrick Lamar, featuring... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with my co-host. I'm the other co-host, DJ Shafiq. Beep, 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 beep. No, okay, I gotta stop doing that for now on. Yes, and also joining us today is our very special... Uh, Dinging Mr. Eccentric Tom. Yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Letting himself in. <laughs> Hello, here I am. Uh, right, so I gotta me. tell you guys, yeah, I've actually been recapping a bit on like community and a bunch of shows back in a, f- a few days ago. Uh-huh. And then I just thought, man, there's this show I haven't seen for a while that has really good comedy. Like, so The best show. The best show, it's yeah. Huge. The best show. Yes. One of the very pioneer kind of shows that's been out for quite a while. Actually, it ended its run in 2013. I miss it so much. Yes. What are we talking about? We are, are talking about, about Futurama, of course. Definitely. This is oh. going to be the entire uh, episode. The episode. Episode. Episodic. This will be our very special love letter to one of the greatest. One big fellatio session with Futurama. Yes. Oh, we'll be sucking off Matt Groening and Billy West. And uh, David Tress X. Cohen as well, one of the producers. David X. Cohen, one of the writers. Uh, hit writers or producers? Producers, producers. Ex-Simpsons people. Yeah, of, yeah. Yes, we have to do the love letter to the Futuramas. Okay, probably one of the greatest television achievements of all time something that's ahead of its time which unfortunately not many people want on the mainstream for some reason or other and that's that's more Fox's fault than anyone else I guess so yeah you're right but also at the same time we also have to give them kind of credit for cutting it off so short Mm-hmm. And then like making us really crave it even more. Like it's truly an example of you don't know what you got till it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and now that it's finally gone, you know, after six glorious seasons, and then it's been like kicking off. Uh, it's, wait, wait, my, seven, seven seasons. Oh my bad, seven seasons. Are we including the movies? Does the movies yeah, count? That was as, the they're season. all together. They're yes. all considered one, as what, like the fifth season, right? Yeah. Again, apart from a really good cast, great voices as well from. Billy West, if I recall. Oh, and of course, John DiMaggio. Yes, yes, Mr. Bender, Mr. Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, Marcus Phoenix. Mr. Jake from Adventure Time. That's correct. And also one of the pretty alright jokers, I guess. Yeah, he's alright. Okay, yeah. Which one was he? Uh, Batman in the Red Hood. Under the Red Hood. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen that one. He played the gruff Joker, which kind of worked. Joker, yeah. It worked for that movie particularly. So Marcus Phoenix. And Katie Segal. When he goes insane. Marcus (laughs) Phoenix. A little bit of Phoenix envy (laughs) over there, Mr. Tom. Maybe. And there's also Katie Sagal from Married of Children. Yes. Doing her role Our as favorite one by uh, alien. Sorry, mutant Leela. Yes. Oh man, we all fell in love with her twice actually for me. Yeah. I think she was everyone's first crush. Leela? Yeah. I would say Of my generation maybe. So that was your first uh, animated jerk off? <laughs> We're Asians, we're lucky, we have hentai. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Actual anime, yes. <laughs> Speaking well. of tentacles, back to Futurama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel that, yeah, this show is definitely given its due, it deserves its credit, just because of like how the high concept of this episode is. Also touching, not just also touching on nerd stuff like 
Dungeons and Dragons for one episode. Yeah, yeah. a couple of others. That one I'll be talking about later. There's even some other episodes where we're gonna take a sort of parody of something like we'll say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and do an alien kind of spin to it in a yeah. sense I mean one thing I want to say about Futurama is that it's one of those few shows where it really treats its audience with respect Absolutely. it does and it oh know- my god I mean it, it knows its demographic it knows what I mean even if it doesn't you know like it doesn't uh, pull any punches in like giving you very high concept not only just comedy but also very high concept Concepts? I don't know. I'm just tripping over my ones here over there. But like, you know, I love how it created the perfect dystopian slash utopian future. Yeah. Where it's a future that sucks. In I mean, a way. like, me, my. It sucks, but also it doesn't. I mean, it <laughs> straddles the line it's where. It's functional, yeah. yeah you can <laughs> see functional where, future. Oh, I'd love to live here. And then you look at the episodes of Bachelor Chow and go, ugh. I mean, I guess or suicide boots. Exactly. Oh, yeah. In the very first episode, you know, it really gives you. I mean, like that's how uh, the two main leads, uh, Bender and Fry, actually meet, right? Yes. Yeah, at yes. a suicide booth, and like it, that's the perfect. Uh, I would say, you know, example of Matt Groening's kind of humor. Yeah. Now it's dark, it's satirical, but at the same time, they we just he, laugh really hard. And he ma- he manages to make it lighthearted and not too mean spirited. Yeah. Yeah, even just the element where Bender tries to cheat the suicide booth by having a quarter on the string. <laughs> like yeah. even in death, he he's needs trying to, to he save needs to profit. <laughs> he needs to save that quarter. Even when he's a god of sorts, he still wants to make use of people's uh, takes advantage of people in a okay. sense. So before we start talking about our favorite episodes, let's talk about what Futurama meant for each of you. Let's start with the oldest. Oh, go oh yes, go ahead, Shafiq. Well, I was in the prime of my life. I was but a young lad of 17, 18 maybe, when Future Romero finally dropped. I remember it was teased on a, on a website, of all things. Oh, yeah? So this is like back in the, the stupid ages of like, you know, was when Netscape still around? Or? Netscape was probably on its last legs. Uh, Internet Explorer had uh, taken over as the de facto browser of choice. It was around the 98. 98, Yeah, Opera was around, but I would say that this was the period when uh, uh, our little country of Singapore was transitioning from the dark ages of uh, dial-up modems to broadband. Oh. And the thing is, like a show like Futurama, like a how many megabyte trailer could be downloaded so quickly and viewed immediately using real player. Remember that shit, boys and girls? Yeah, <laughs> you children have it so much better now. Uh, oh man, remember when real player and QuickTime were like the only things in yeah, the... Yeah, where you had to download for half an hour to watch a two minute trailer? Fuck before me. streaming, before you could just watch that video instantaneously, you had to actually download it like onto your physical hard drive. Yeah, even I remember those dark, dark days. Yes. Oh well, but okay, so I just remembered that uh, it was flaunted mostly as the show from the creators of The Simpsons. And to me, like, it was interesting because Simpsons was probably one of my favorite shows. But you also have to remember that this was the era of South Park coming up. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like, it was seriously a, a battle of the tastes, a battle mm-hmm. of um, what you could get away with. And I could kind of see that Futurama was a reaction to that. Yeah. Because the thing is, The Simpsons was very famous for not, not it wasn't totally crude. But it had its moments of slapstick, its moments of like, like toilet humor. And then like I felt like this was Matt Groening's opportunity to kind of like take it to another level. Take yeah. it to a more, you know, eccentric, a more intelligent. Esoteric kind esoteric, of. Esoteric, definitely. And, and then, then his characters have different colors apart, apart from yellow. And then like, yeah, not be limited to the whole, um, I, I, I would say... Middle, middle class white. Yeah, the, 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 the sitcom, you know, yeah. like which like, The Simpsons was definitely a satire and a parody of that. But it was still a very safe satire. Exactly. I mean, because, I mean, 
you have to also understand like back then The Simpsons when it was a prime time show when it was showing during like the watershed moments like 7pm I don't know what it was in the states but for us it was one of those animations that was just like a little too edgy for daytime TV but it, like after 7pm they would show it on like local television right? yeah yeah. you guys and were lucky Malaysia nothing like that I had to use like I think Kazaa at the time just no, to get man. my issues and uh, that's another thing I also probably yeah. want to bring up because Futurama was teased was kind of like announced it didn't take until about another year or maybe two years later I think it was 99 when it actually finally dropped wow. yeah and just in time for uh, the millennium to kind of come and also to kind of give very important uh, context to the first episode where Fry Philip J. Fry accidentally freezes himself during a millennium party mm-hmm. and uh, I would say like this was the show that Especially around uh, this time in the ni- in the late nineties, right when like me and a lot of my friends were like jumping on into high speed internet and like not only having like zero ping playing StarCraft and Quake, but it's like oh we could download shows now, you know, <laughs> and like torrent culture was on its way up because you have to understand this is like the era when Napster was getting a lot of heat. This was torrent before torrents. Yeah, and then like peer to peer sharing, you know, stuff mm. like Kazaa, Morpheus, LimeWire. Shout outs to early piracy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you yeah. know, but like the dark ages, you know, before the glory days that. Is the torrent scene right now? You can download an entire Blu-ray. I know, in, in right? just minutes. You know, yeah. you kids have it so easy. <laughs> but I would say this: like, you have to wait hours. Futurama now came. Now you wait minutes, and then it's too long. Uh, yeah, that's it. You know, like you know, oh, this is taking too long. Now I'll, I'll, I'll cancel this download and look somewhere else. You know, so hoity toity. But okay, like, uh, what I want to say is, Futurama came at a very important time in my life because the thing is, uh, as a young teenager or a kind of a young adult entering the 20s this was the perfect show to cater to my sensibilities uh-huh. to like you know my burgeoning sense of humor my personality my taste in women my taste in things that I would be uh, you know uh, so precious about like stuff like video games pop culture movies TV shows you know and it's like it all amalgamated into this one brilliantly written show you know that, and it was the best thing in the world when you could just discuss episodes with your friends. Absolutely, yes. Yes. You know, and then like that's how you kind of like you know found out who your real friends are because of the sensibilities you all shared. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Mister Toffee. Like, what was it like for you in Malaysia? Oh yes, yes. We again the the, the Kazakh downloading culture was still super huge over back in the day. But yeah, I actually met my friends from high school, like. The way that we can filter people out, like who were the sort of cool kids or the cool nerds or whatnot. Cool nerds? Yeah, cool apparently, nerds. yes, it's an yeah, oxymoron itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that's how we can just filter the ones who are just jumping on the trend or filter the ones who are actually into like this highbrow stuff. It's like, ask them like, how's this episode? How's that episode? And whatnot. Okay. I believe at that time, like 2000, 2001 hit, I think I was just hitting college if I remember. I remember actually not doing well in A-levels because... I think around that time I was about games. to leave college and start national service. <laughs> I was doing A-levels. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't doing All that well. All the way well. here in Citizen's yeah. Corner, huh? Not doing, <laughs> yeah. not doing that well because, yeah, Futurama probably played a big part of it. I was like always watching episodes over and over, watching it with friends, along with other stuff that came I think Buffy was so big back in the day too. I never caught on the Buffy train though, yeah. Buffy, I think, was a bit... It was like bit, back and forth. It was a bit early. It was a bit early, yeah, definitely. definitely. It was like 95-ish, I think, when it started. Definitely the height of the Sarah Michelle Gellar craze. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to her, huh? <laughs> but yeah, Futurama was also knows. the other show which, you know, which filters, like, who, who was actually cool to hang out with back in the day or, like, who who was, you know, like, who were the guys who you really So it defined friendships, stuff. this show. 
Define friendships, yes. Like mm. you, you get this person. You know, you get how he feels and everything. Hard to explain, but I just bonded with people, or even women as well. Those who actually liked Futurama, I even just mentioned one episode. I was like, oh, we gotta watch this together and stuff, and you know, magic works out from there. Okay, that's interesting because I'm very much from the South Park generation. Mm. So you know which ones were the cool kids or the ones who had you know the least oversetting parents who were the ones who watched South Park, whereas Futurama. There were some who liked it, but it was never big in our lexicon. I really didn't get... I was always a fan, but I didn't really get into it until I got to university where I had more free time, more time to just catch up on it. Could it also be uh, due to the age and like the kind of uh, topics they would they would? You know, I guess so. Attempt. I think when it was in its real heyday, I was still a bit too young to fully appreciate every nuance to it. Mm. So, unfortunately, I really got into it and really understood what it meant when it finally finished. Oh, okay. So my idea of appreciating Futurama was in 2013. A little late to the party, but it's still never too late. For no, it's like never Futurama. too late. It's so close. I feel like I also kind of got the benefit because then I was able to enjoy like we enjoy media nowadays, which is the binge watching attitude towards what we have from one. And culture. I think that's one thing that's like kind of detriment to the legacy of Futurama is like where are we gonna find this? Does Fox have like? any sort of application or is there anywhere for a while it was on american netflix but since they managed to it's yet to arrive here on asian netflix mm, right yeah Why? because singapore yeah. netflix is bullshit <laughs> yeah i would agree you know i remember the one time that one time i fell in love with Futurama was that one episode where what the hell were the bc boys doing the heads of the bc boys doing there rapping and i was like holy shit this is something that is speaks that the, to me is that when we were introduced to like devil robot robot uh, devil. the first time we saw devil robot yes the oh, devil or wow. the one where he suddenly had a clone of lucy lu clone <laughs> oh no that was <laughs> later that was much later i um, think that was still season one. Uh, i think that was season three the one of the lucy lu bots i think that's gonna be the problem with this yeah. because it's gonna be nothing but a smattering and a spattering of like our favorite moments our favorite episodes not in any chronological order i mean anything like that would be too monumental for us to partake exactly, in exactly exactly be also a reason why Futurama never really caught on because whilst you can enjoy individual episodes there's still an overarching storyline there yeah. is still character progression which The Simpsons never had exactly they're still the same uh, what do you say one note characters from when they started yeah, off right? which is why Simpsons is classic because you don't have to worry about oh this happened when this happened when though I would also kind of say that The Simpsons like the only character to actually be totally different from his uh, starting iteration was Homer Simpson yeah where he became even more dumb indestructible more than, yeah, <laughs> I would say he's yeah, like, like the, the like show you, is all on him you could literally throw him off a mountain and he doesn't die you yeah. know, it, it became a, a Peter Griffin arc uh, oh man I mean shout out to Sex Fallen for uh, ruining stealing, that. ruining yes, for stealing something very and like he didn't take credit. I would say that, but it bankrolled all his failed movie pursuits. <laughs> I remember that the Futurama episodes I did not like. Most of them were you actually written episodes, by Seth MacFarlane. You didn't like. Oh. Yes. Mm, I think that's probably, you know, tantamount to the kind of character he is. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then again, like, if you were to say, like, you know, some of the writers from Futurama, like, most of these guys are, like, not just comedy writers, but, like, you know, brilliant they were minds. Really smart. Yeah. Engineers, physicists, mathematicians. They were know? the ones who wrote an entire ma- mathematical theorem just, just for one episode. Yeah, just because. For the sake of comedy. Yeah, because <laughs> I said, okay, we've written a bit, we've established the rules, how do we solve it for the next episode? I know, maths. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually works. It's now taught in MIT that that formula. I believe that was an episode where um, the the I think it was uh, Amy and Professor Farnsworth like 
jumping through each other's bodies. Yeah, they, they switch the their the, brains. Yeah, yeah. The thirteen going on thirty episode. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yep, yep. Oh man, I mean, like, they go to Harlem Globetrotter planet aliens to solve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because remember, it's still Matt Groening and his weird head. Right, coming up with this shit. Yep, yep. So cool. I would say one thing. Like, I think what we can do is we can break this down into what we truly loved about Futurama, what it did to us, and maybe also highlight some moments or some episodes. So maybe we'll start off the round table. Um, I'm guessing we start with Mr. Toffee here. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I mean, this was uh, this episode was entirely his idea. So shout out to Mr. Toffee for, yeah. you know, finally like. Uh, well, it was more like a unanimous thing. Like, well, we yeah. mentioned Futurama, and I was like, yes, let's do it. We gotta do it now. But you spearheaded this one. So yeah, ah, right, right. It, for sake of ceremony, Mr. Toffee, would you lead us off with probably your favorite episode or your favorite moment? I believe my favorite moments can work out first okay. because episodes. It's something that we can deconstruct and maybe agree and disagree in a sense. Okay. Now, my favorite, okay, like I mentioned before earlier on, my favorite, the time when I fell in love with Futurama was seeing the Beastie Boys being featured, their heads being animated and stuff, and also rapping. Rest in peace, Adam York. Yes. You know, MCA, you're, you're sorely missed. And then another moment was definitely um, that episode, Roswell, that ends well, when it turns out that Philip J. Fry is his own grandfather. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched that episode. Oh, you! <laughs> I love the fact that that time paradox kind of makes sense. Yes, it did. <laughs> but that's the beauty of Futurama. Even the most nonsensical, out there things kind of work out if you spend time actually yeah. writing out the math. I love the hardest when it when they actually when Fire put two and two together when Fans was like, "Is it obvious?" Love pause. You are. You are the father. And stuff. <laughs> like you. You are your own grandfather. Like. Ah! Yeah, so that blood curling scream like so many times. I don't, I was just, his grandmother was like, you know, just knitting a thing. I totally love also the fact, swear. right, that like, when they, they go back in time and you introduce to like uh, Philip J. Fry's grandfather, like, he's like a total idiot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, okay. I mean, it could have been worse, you know? <laughs> I don't know, but, but he. Oh man, okay. And actually, a lot of other future episodes made a callback to that, like, oh, like how you actually did it with your how own your, How your own grandfather. <laughs> yeah. I think uh-huh. that's one thing, yeah. It's uh, amazing how they managed to keep all the callbacks going. Yes. I mean, speaking of callbacks, uh, how about Calculon episode? Any episode with Calculon? Oh, Calculon, yeah. yes. I don't know. The like, perfect spoof on, spoof on celebrity culture. And soap operas Absolutely. and everything. And the fact that it's a robot. <laughs> and the fact, is, the fact that it's just one note. Yeah. I mean, like this would be Futurama's version of... Was it McBain in The Simpsons? Well, the thing is, McBain was a comment on 80s action heroes, which I guess was closer aligned to when Simpsons got big. Mm. Whereas Futurama, because it was later, it capitalized on the resurgence of soap operas in America. In the UK, we've had soap operas since the fucking 70s. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you when EastEnders began, because it's certainly not fucking ending anytime mm-hmm. soon. And then, like, maybe in America, the parable would be, like, Days of Our Lives or, like, stuff like that, right? Yeah, that kind of stuff. The, oh. the Schmaltzy soap opera with the obvious organ chimes. Even the Latin American stuff as well. Oh, the I think that's the biggest influence for that, because... Yeah, because of the large Latina popula- Latinx population in the States, that's why telenovelas are that big influence, even though most non-Spanish speakers are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Just big busted women slapping people. Oh man, I'm pretty sure there's a YouTube video with the best yeah. of that somewhere out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, for me, anything with Zap Brannigan is usually comedy. Is he goal, officially but... your favorite character? Uh, well... He had some of the, the most amazing lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, you know... And proof that he's perfect, the voice actor for him, 
Who was the voice actor for Zap? Oh man. But he wrote. <laughs> was it more? No, it wasn't more. Because he read out Trump tweets mm -hmm. in Zap Brannigan's voice. Jesus yes. Christ. And it worked perfectly. <laughs> Leela? <laughs> No, I mean, okay, wait, I, I would definitely want to, like, uh, interject and, like, mention my favorite, uh, I don't, it's not really a line, but it's, like, one of his best scenes was, uh, I think, like, he was, like, uh, reminiscing and talking about a story where he defeated this, uh, murderous, uh, wave of killbots. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember? And then, like, he was just, like, literally, like, they asked him, like, so how did you do it? How did you defeat the killbots? Well, what I found out was that the killbots had a set kill quota. So I sent wave after wave <laughs> on my man. <laughs> like, it's Billy West, by the way, uh, the voice. Billy West does that. Also, Billy West does both. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Billy West fucking does everything. I mean, he's Fry, he's Farnsworth, he's Farnsworth Jr. Yeah. He, I mean, super talented. Dude, the guy's a legend. You so know. he's a Dave Castanella of Futurama. I would yeah, say, pretty yeah, much. pretty much. He does everything. I mean, like, Dimaggio also kind of... A Besides Bender, roles, he yeah. does like small minor parts too, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like, I mean like, you also have legends like Tress McNeil doing Mom. Uh, who's the guy who does... Uh, there the, was a the really big name voice in Futurama. I can't remember his name, but he was a fairly... Phil Lamar. Voice. Phil Lamar did yeah, uh, Hermes. Phil Lamar yeah. did Hermes. I mean, well, I mean, the props to the voice actors, you know. Oh, I yeah. seriously, like pound for pound, these mm -hmm. people, you know, they put in work, you know, and you feel for these characters. I mean, they go through all sorts of emotions, and, yeah. like, they, and they manage to keep the comedy intact. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that was the thing I was going to talk about, that my favourite moments of Futurama are not necessarily the comedy moments, but the ones which make you realise there's genuine heart. So one which comes to mind is the one where Fry is in a dream, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, this isn't real, and then, what's his name? Uh, the small alien with the eye stalk head... Oh, Nibbler. Oh, Nibbler, Nibbler. Nibbler. Yeah. Nibbler. When he appears and says, this is not your dream, this is your mum's dream. I told you I was going to reward you. This is your chance to say to your mum's subconscious what you wanted to say. And then he says, I love you, I miss you. And then you go back to the past and she kind of wakes up and smiles. Mm -hmm. It's uh. such a wonderful moment. Just that slight bit which makes you realise this is above just slapstick shtick. This is there's actually some heart. There's true heart. In yeah, there's genuine love behind this property. But I mean, I also want to kind of mention like besides having like all this lovely heartwarming, you know, make, makes your insights glow moments. There are some episodes that will destroy you emotionally. Oh yeah, especially I think like I know which episode probably like about. one of my favorite episodes we'll of all time. We'll talk about our favorite. Pop yeah, favorite much later. But later. I think if you're a fan of Futurama, you have. You definitely know which episodes we're yeah, talking you, about. You're yeah. just building yourself up for, to, for the field train to just, come. Just you can hear it coming on the station. How it will crush your soul. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, but okay, tell you what, before we go on to favorite episodes, maybe around the favorite characters also? Hmm? Favorite characters? Um, I think my all time favorite is Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> You're going for the comedy guy. <laughs> Not because he's comedy, because he is such the, the a most sympathetic character. <laughs> he is so sympathetic. He's the sympathetic buffoon, you know? Yeah, so he you know, tries his hard, but he can't. Yeah, so <laughs> my favorite is when he has that famous Hollywood writer uncle and they have dinner. Is the bread free? Yes, <laughs> no more sure. <laughs> you can feel just how lowly he is, even when... You know, there's the episode when he has to go mate and he's all this big... Yes, I remember he that. He fucking cock blocks, even at his most powerful <laughs> moment. The poor dude just never gets a fucking break. That's why I love him so much. He's just so... The effable loser, right? Just lovably awful. 
Yeah, I think you called me out on the whole favorite character thing. I Zach do Brannigan. like Zack Brannigan for his incompetence and his very self-righteous. I would say also he perfectly represents every boss you've worked for, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, that, that charming asshole you just want to punch in the face. It's just super sad that this role was actually meant for Phil Hartman before Rest his in peace, Phil timely Hartman. Yeah. death. Oh god, he would have been perfect. Yes. Mm, this is uh, perfect I would voice say that. Everything. But I mean like props to like uh, Billy West for like you know taking up the the mantle. I guess my honorable mention is definitely Morbo the newscaster. <laughs> Every time he always talks, <laughs> he it's like so it's like that super serious. I thing love going him. On. It's like we're stuck for destruction on his enemies. Yeah. Oh, Bobo, you. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, onto the And his woman newscaster. Uh, so funny, yeah, his, nothing's over. His sidekick, uh, her awkward love. <laughs> <laughs> Just a beautiful biting commentary on yeah. the anchor system in the States. May he lay that on Tank Richard's enemies. Like, still <laughs> the funniest news anchor, even funnier than Ron Burgundy. Yes. Fuck Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Shafiq. Yes. MC Shafiq, what is your Professor favorite? Shafiq. Uh, good news! Okay, now, but obviously, you all know who my favorite character is. Hands down, all time. Hypnotoad. <laughs> <laughs> Close! But no. I mean, like, uh, the thing is, yes, uh, also shares weird eyes. My favorite character of all time is Leela. Of course. Okay. Because, yeah. here's the thing, let me set this up for you boys and girls. Leela and Fry's relationship is the heart of this entire show. Absolutely. It is. Their it is. ongoing romance. I mean, like, before them, like, the closest thing would be, like, you know, uh, I think what we mentioned before, Ranma mm -hmm. and Akane. Yes, um, yes. That kind of love-hate relationship where you can see that they rub each other the wrong way, but they just can't be apart. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even though, like, there, there are moments where, like, Fry will go off with Amy. And you and know that this isn't It's gonna not gonna last, last. yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, the thing you is... You know that, you know where his heart is, but they're doing this just because they can't bite on that just yet. And I would say this, uh, why she is my favourite character. And I think you fellow nerds would agree with me. She is the perfect epitome, the perfect representation, the manifestation of that girl who is way out of your league. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you will do your damnedest to try. And even if you fail, you will be the sycophantic puppy dog along her side. You may have you other relationships, tried, yes. but you are true to yourself. You are true to your heart. And that is the perfect woman. Yeah. And despite the fact that she will kick your ass, she's probably smarter than you. And better, super snarky as well. Better equipped than you, better trained than you, probably earns more money than you. She's the ship's captain. Yeah. Yeah. He's just the delivery boy. <laughs> and if anything else, right, and the fact that she puts you down every single time, you just love her for what she is. And you are nothing but blatantly honest about your feelings towards her. And loyal too. And your loyalty. And that's one thing I love about Futurama, the fact that you see Fry's love for Leela not only get tested, but he proves like, you know, beyond what any man is able for. Like like special episodes where like he literally moved the stars to spell her name. Or the moment where um, he gets affected by those worms. No, the parasites. Him, the parasites. Yeah. Make him super and awful. you see him stand even, by her. Yeah. yeah, and even when he loses it and he loses what made him special, at the end he's still able to make that love song with that pipe. Yeah, mm -hmm. and even like every moment, like even the episode where he loses his hands, then he gets the robot hands, right? Yeah. And he yeah. writes. Probably like at the end of the episode. The love letters, yeah. the sonnets, like just every effort. And you fucking root for him because yeah. he represents us. Now mm. we are that idiotic nerdy guy who is socially Going awkward the, the try hard guy and the thing is our love for this girl it's so sincere and mm -hmm. like you know the thing is like 
especially like I said before, like this came at a very interesting time in my life where I was discovering, you know, uh, relationships and like, you know, going after girls out of my league, you know, and he was my inspiration. It was, it was literally like, you know what, just be true to yourself, uh, be honest, and like maybe after six seasons, you might get the girl <laughs> eventually. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When does he finally get with her? Season six? I think it was season six. Dude, that yeah. final episode when they like relive their entire relationship. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Oh in the my God. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said before, Future Number, nothing but comedy, heart, intelligence. Yeah. I mean, and heart. And awesome animation, groundbreaking CGI. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Should and, we mention that? <laughs> yeah, just the fact that, you know, that. They proved how to do 3D animation in the standard 2D setting way before even Family Guy could manage it. And that they kind were of pretty ahead was it the, the cell shaded technique? No, it was the cell shaded. Yeah. Yeah. It was cell shaded, but there's so much 3D in cell shading. It integrates perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can totally believe it, and the transition is just perfect. Speaking of transitions, we're about to go into our break. Yep. Yeah. And after this, we're going to talk about our favorite episodes. So please stay tuned. But before we go, please remember. We're out here doing the best we can for you. So please listen to our SoundCloud, follow us on iTunes, come to our Facebook, The Last King Podcast, or follow us on Twitter and and Instagram at The Last King King Podcast. My apologies. (laughs) And we'll see you very soon. everybody we are back and before we get into our favorite episodes of Futurama we're gonna do a very special little quiz section hosted again by... oh man <laughs> again. we never do well with these kind of things <laughs> this one I think will be I nearly got I broke up with my girlfriend over the Disney one boys oh, <laughs> no, trust me, this one's gonna be a little bit more PG a bit more safer work and we're gonna safer relationships yeah. safer relationships <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to reintroduce our very own quiz master, Mr. Toffee. Hey, what's up? So, yeah. this title of the quiz is Futurama again? Or, <laughs> it's called Futurama or Star Trek. So, oh. my, my... An actual quiz. Yes, yes, an actual, actual quiz. quiz. So, basically, all you have to do is guess whether this episode title is from Futurama or Star Trek. Oh, porn. Wait, what? No, no, what? no not porn. Not porn. <laughs> That'll be for next week's episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, you're putting me on the spot. You're going to make me guess between Futurama and Star Trek episode? Trust me, it's easier than it sounds. Our nerd cards are on the line, yeah. okay? Put your nerd card right here, right in the middle. Go fuck. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so let's just start for a bit. Oh, wait, 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 please explain the rules, how we play this game. Oh, that's easy. What's at stake? <laughs> Not much. I mean, I guess your, your, nerd, cr- your nerd cred badge. Our nerd creds. Of the galaxy and whatnot. Nerd but creds of the galaxy. Minus 10 to nerd cred after <laughs> this, I guess. <laughs> perhaps, Three. perhaps. Or maybe one of us down a drink or something. I, I never set the penalty, though. Nah, so I, I think getting any of this wrong would be the penalty enough. En- enough shame. Shameful. You do know shame, we're, we're, we're going to put this out there online on the internet, okay? Yeah, People yeah. can refer back to this episode. Remember that time when, when, the these, Star Trek when these so-called... Shafiq. N- <laughs> Shafiq. Yeah, in episode 500, but actually, he doesn't know shit about he Star Trek. He doesn't know shit. 
<laughs> God damn it, you know. And the thing is, like, a lot of the titles are references to Star Trek episodes too. Yes, yes. God damn which it. Makes things, which makes things all the more, you know, everything's a, a trick question. Going on here okay, okay, fine, fine. Well, I'll be happy to do badly in both because I'm bad at titles. Both sides, and I've never watched Star Trek. I don't even speak <laughs> English! What are you doing? <laughs> okay, okay. What the accent are you trying to pull here? So, anyway, with that, let's start. First. Wait, wait. You gotta say the title. Come okay, on. Okay, okay. First is... No, no, the title, your okay. show. All Our Yesterday. Oh, sorry. All Our Yesterdays. That's uh-huh. the title. That's a Futurama episode. I'm gonna bow to the old man in the corner here. I was alive when Star Trek came on TV too, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. Futurama, so... I was born when Section when uh, Deep Space Nine was out. Hmm. Oh my! You yep. you whippersnapper. Indeed. Yeah. So okay, what's okay, the verdict? So who said? So okay. So it's you. I, who I said. say Futurama episode. He agreed. I agree. Okay. Okay. And your answer is. Oh. Nope. <laughs> it's actually a Star Trek episode. God, he said Star Trek it. episode. Wait, you said Star Trek episode. Yeah. I said Futurama. I think. Uh, no, no, no I, I say Futurama episode, yeah, yeah. and he, he agreed. I did. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fuck you so, my entire plan is to dethrone Tom <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> And this I shall come back with an amazing uh, come from behind lead. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think we need like more energy energy drink sponsors because uh, I think our memory is getting fitty and all oh that. Oh my god! Oh my! It sounds exactly like a future movie. It, it does. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually from the original Star Trek. So that's all part of my strategy to flub Tom. Now he <laughs> doesn't know whether to trust me or not. You know. <laughs> okay, okay. I never trusted you. Anyway, okay. besides uh, next episode. Okay, next one. Next time. Next episode. Cold oh. Warriors. Futurama. Star Trek. And your winner is... What did you say? Why do you have to use the buzzer? Shafiq! Yes! Because oh. I know that episode. Oh, okay. okay. Ha! So. Which one is that one? Uh, Cold Warriors, I think it was season 6, I think. I'm not but... very familiar with season 6, mm. that's why. Alright, so it's only going to get harder from here? Mm-hmm. Actually, it'll still be about the same level. Okay. Because oh, okay. these titles, these videos go all over the place. Thank you, I'm, I'm very, very yeah, yeah. precious about my nerd cred, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, next episode. Okay, here we go. Law and Oracle. That's definitely a Futurama episode. I feel like it sounds stupid enough or too. Uh, what do you, what do you call? It? It's a parody of Law and Order. I yeah. But so I, it has to be a Futurama but episode. But at the same time, it, it sounds like one of the very few Star Trek episodes I did see. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's a Futurama episode. Okay. I think we're just gonna you're gonna say it, you're yeah. gonna say a, you're gonna say a Star Trek. I'm gonna say Star Trek. Uh, okay, let's see. It's How do we do? A Star Trek episode. Oh, sorry, no, 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 sorry, sorry. It was actually a Futurama. Oh, episode. Aha! <laughs> you fucking cocktease. <laughs> <laughs> you go me harder than smacked me in the balls. With I remember one. Law and Order back in the eighties. Uh, a very, very famous uh, lawyer show. Okay. I'm so happy to. Be no wait, I think, I, think <laughs> I think Law and Order is still around, right? Special Victims Unit and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, and that's what all the old people watch. What are you trying to? Stay How here. dare you, sir? <laughs> Let me get my walking stick and beat you. <laughs> Next episode, The Dogs of War. Star Trek. Star Trek. No, it's not fair because then he's just gonna like, you know, gauge the answer of what I say. Okay, for the next three times, Tom will go first. How about that? Alright. No, but the thing is, if if I know the answer, I'm just gonna definitely confirm it. Okay, okay. Okay, wait, so Dogs of War. It makes sense for the the next person, the next uh, guy to answer will be Tom so that he... Okay, fine. We'll we'll take turns. Yeah, okay. You're both correct. Yay! See? <laughs> that's, no, that's not how you run a quiz. Why <laughs> right, the coattails of 
my very geeky friend here. So that's why I got the first answer wrong, boys and girls, <laughs> to throw him off. <laughs> I think I think that's the problem with me. I was a bit too smug about it. <laughs> Shafiq is in the lead. Of right. course. Of course he is. <laughs> All right. I'm happy to be here, folks. Fifth is, okay, Proposition Infinity. You go first, Tom. Hmm. Uh, I'm seeing some very smug faces. I'm no. Right I should here. be in like you know those '80s game shows where yeah. I'm in like in the soundproof booth where you can't see what my reaction is. Yeah, you should just leave whenever it's my turn. I'm going to say Proposition Infinity. I, it sounds too Futurama-y for me. It sounds. Mm-hmm. It sounds like. It's I, so I Futurama, it can't be Futurama? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I, I don't like that little grin Mr. Toffee is giving me. I'm always grinning, so it's... Remember, it's yeah. your nerd card on the line too. Fuck my nerd card. I'll just brandish my youth card and then... Your, your go, nerd sticker. <laughs> so I'm sticking with Futurama. Alright, what's your answer? I'll say it's a Star Trek episode. Okay. And Tom gets the win. Is that your I actually want to make this a competition. I don't oh. think I want to like oh. destroy you oh. and like leave you no chance of you know coming back. I see. I see how it is. <laughs> so are we tied in yet? Uh, no, no, no. You're still leading. Actually. Of course, I'm still in the lead. So I'm gonna give you the next two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Seeing as how generous I am over here at Senior okay. Citizens next Corner. Next one, Tom. You guess first. Okay. Lethal Inspection. Such a beautiful Matt McGroening title, but I feel like it's too easy. So I'm gonna say Star Trek. It's a Futurama Shopping. episode. Lethal Inspection. What's the correct it could answer? be a Star Trek thing for all you know, so that's your answer? I'm, I'm going with Futurama. It's too silly to be a Star Trek episode. Point Wait. goes to Shafiq. <laughs> Lethal inspection. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they actually had clever writers on for one of their seasons. I don't it know. It could have been the Voyager episode, actually. Yeah, I didn't watch that f- fucking TV series. So how much blazing am I in the lead right now? <laughs> I am crushing this game show. No, thanks. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to show off some real knowledge. You know, I'm still kind of reeling from the porn star Power Ranger win, which I think. I, Tom should have won. <laughs> how dare you insinuate <laughs> how much more of a pervert I am. You were, your eyes lit up so quickly when we, he mentioned Asa Akira. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else lights up when Asa Akira Actually, actually so was mine, so. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway. Next episode. Yep. Renaissance Man. Star Trek. Mm, yeah, it's a Star Trek one. Point goes to the both of you. Come on, <laughs> you're not even testing me. <laughs> trust, well, me it's, trust me, it's really, really hard with since, all the different comedic episodes. Since I've already yeah. won, <laughs> you know what, uh, Tom, this is all you. <laughs> okay, I now, now, now this is so hard right now. <laughs> now there's a part where I can alternate. You know what we should do? We should, yeah, we should both go into the arena. Da, 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 da. Speaking of which, next episode. Next show, next title, next episode title. Uh huh. Decision three zero one two. It's a Star Trek episode. That's your answer. Yeah, that's my answer. What's yours, Shafiq? Doesn't matter. I won already. (laughs) (laughs) Should I abstain? I don't know. I'm like what hundred points in the lead or something. (laughs) Okay, fine. Uh, For the sake of posterity, since you said Star Trek, I'll say Futurama. (laughs) 
And yeah, it's a Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> Mind <laughs> games, sir. <laughs> Chibayu, huh? <laughs> no one will beat me in the game of Star Trek or Futurama. <laughs> I was designed for this. <laughs> Alright, we, we're down to the final two, so... What's the point? <laughs> He's won already! Uh, no, I thought we'd just go on, you know, just to complete the... Just to complete the humiliation. No, no, no more for, like completing the For whole. sportsmanship's sake. I'm Spartacus right now with two spears <laughs> on my side. Now it's just slapping me in the face. Okay, tell you, what, t- tell you what, tell you what, tell you what. Let's make this really interesting. Uh-huh. Okay, how many points am I in the lead? You're actually by three points. So. By three points, right. Okay, if Tom gets both of these correct, yep. okay, I'm not even going to interject. I'm not even going to interfere. I'm not even going to look at him. He just needs to nail both of this and each one is worth 1.5 points. Okay, let's So I that. can draw with you, is it? Okay, you want to do two points? Yeah. Okay. But if you get that? one wrong, you lose three points. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, how about this? Let's, okay, let's, let's make let's it a real... Stipulation. Okay. Let's, let's go for a stipulation. A stipulation? Yeah. yeah. That a simulation? Simulation. I'll mention two episodes and then... Tom has to. Tom has to guess. You have to fight back. If okay. you win, if I you get will these not two correct. I will not see it. If you get these two correct, you win. All right. How's that? All right. Do the points. Give, give him three, like three two points. Two points if he gets it right, but minus three if he gets it wrong. Okay, I'm down. Okay, with that. let's make this interesting. Okay, I'm pretty sure all our last king listeners right now are on tenterhooks <laughs> at the edge of their seat. You know, looking over their horn rim glasses. Like, Come on, Tom, you can do it. Yeah, we believe in you. Yeah. The force right. is strong in you. Shout out to Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know who op- opening I can say it, I'm a nerd right? too. <laughs> yeah, he's adjusting his holding glasses right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright, first episode. Okay. First out of two. For your nerd card, sir. All good things. That's one episode. Stop your faces. <laughs> you got this. Star Trek. And the second episode is Starship Mine. Starship what? Starship Mine. Mine as in... M-I-N-D, yeah. M-I-N-D? Mine, mine. I own this, it's mine. It's a Futurama episode. You wanna do a drum roll thing? Eccentric <laughs> Tom. Shafiq Ghazali. Yeah! You actually got one of them right. Uh, Which one? The first one. <laughs> <laughs> you believe me? <laughs> Such an evil laugh. <laughs> so that's the one, one lesson we learned. I mean, Don't look at Shafiq's face la- when you do the quiz. Last game fans, you know, I, I was playing really dirty. I was over <laughs> here looking opposite Tom and I mimed, I mouthed out the words Futurama and he bought it! The seas fell for it! Well, ah! I would like my parents, <laughs> my wife, and Fuck y'all. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break while I beat the shit out of this geriatric fuck. And then we'll be right back. With our favorite episodes yes. of Futurama. Worth it. See you soon. Kiss my shiny metal ass. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that was we, the most English way that I could say it possible. <coughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. yeah.
But yes, uh, that was one of Bender's famous lines. That's probably the, the, one of the longest running jokes because it's yeah. been around since uh, episode one. Yes. That was his first line. That yeah. was his first line. Kiss my shiny metal ass. No wait, no. Yeah, yeah. It was the first line. It was the first line. First episode. Speak. Kiss my shiny metal ass. God, okay, now this is the special segment after that amazing uh, quiz where I came out victorious, as usual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Sorry, Tom, you know, but you know, wisdom beats experience. Oh, uh, well, okay, sorry. Where are we again? <laughs> We're talking about future armor. Well, fatigue uh, is setting, setting it right now, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, it's very late here over in the Last King Space Station. <laughs> We're about to go and uh, enter our sleep uh, hibernation pods uh, as we land back on Earth and go back to our day jobs tomorrow. Uh, but yes. yeah, there you go. A, a lovely Sunday night here orbiting the Earth. Uh, of course, speaking about uh, Futurama, and I think this is the special segment where we talk about our favorite episodes. Indeed. Uh, yes, yep. and uh, I think, of course, you know, Mr. Toffee spearheading this episode. Yes, yes. What is your episode? Your favorite. My favorite episode. Episode. of all time. Okay, it's like so many of them. It's I very hard to choose, right? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, as much it. as I did like Roswell, that ends well, especially that punchline. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Luck of the Fryish. Luck of the Fryish, yeah, really? Yeah. It's still one of my favorite, more touching up things because of the ending itself, like how everything culminates together. Especially when we find out that even though Fry's brother's a bit of a dick, he really wasn't. He actually still loved his brother in the end. Yeah, I guess. And there was also the best line that came out like out of nowhere when they were doing grave robbing stuff. Grab a shovel! I'm one scout short of a musketeer reunion. Still <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite out there lines. You do realize, right, especially in this day and age, right, that one of those calls has to belong to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yes. And Justin Timberlake yes, and Britney yeah. Spears. <laughs> so that joke still stands the test of God. Time. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, like, that's the thing I like about Futurama. Like, the more it ages, the more the context kind of changes, but the jokes still work, you know? <laughs> they still feel lasting, yeah. I mean, like, what was the one thing about this episode? I mean, besides that amazing line that, you know, stood up the most to you just the whole interplay like we get to find out more about Fry's past anyway that's the best part about it it's finding out the like he's always like he just wants to actually get good in life so that lucky clover thing was the one shot he had I also sort of, kind of like exploring downtown like the underground New York stuff I mean especially also the flashbacks to his home life right where yes. you see him and his brother kind of growing up and you see the interaction and, and like, also that uh, that contest you know the whole spinning the, the whole that time in the 80s when you gotta basically freestyle just to get anywhere. I mean, his lovable loser and how that was developed and formed, you know, especially, yeah. I mean, you meet how shitty his parents were. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, I mean, like... But at the end, they sort of still miss him in the end because they don't know where the he, hell he went. He was well. gone for a millennia. Yeah, for a millennia, <laughs> yes. But the fact that, you know, at least you know that at the end of the day, you, it's, it's all about family in that sense. So it's nice that, you know, the Futurama hits home that heart, that, that heartfelt tug, you know, in terms of telling that kind of story. So this is the one that sticks out the most to you? Yeah. Personally, I mean, it may not be anybody's top one or whatnot, but it's the one that I'll always go back to. I mean, okay. it's interesting why you chose this, because I know for a fact that you don't have a brother. <laughs> I got siblings. So it, does that make us your brothers, Mr. Toffee? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can be Mr. Coffee. Who are you, Mr. <laughs> You're Mr. Tommy. Is You're that... Mr. Turkish Delight, I think. What? Turkish <laughs> Delight? I don't know, I'm taking random chocolate that, names. That came stuff. out of... Turkish Delight isn't a chocolate, sir. Oh, I thought it was a dessert, so I thought it would be the same But family. it's powdery and white, so yeah, I can see why you're going... Powdery? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to apply, sir. <laughs> oh, I mean, muskets man. are done, sir. <laughs> I mean, muskets? I've got like a lot of honorable mentions. But still, this one still sticks out. 
Okay. Okay. In, in the best way possible. A worthy choice. I agree. Yeah, it's I one agree of the best well. episodes too. Yeah. So I how about you, Mister? We're going to me. Tom. Yeah. Okay. Mine is. I think it's probably an easy choice, but I feel like it's part of the quadrilogy, which I felt like what made Futurama stand out, which is one of their TV movies, mm-hmm. and it's Bender's Big Game. Oh, from Ooh, season five. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the one where they got cancelled, there was, you know, that hiatus for a couple of years, and they came back when they weren't sure if they were going to be able to come back, so they said, fuck it, we're making movies. Mm. And they made four fantastic movies, which all tied together, which tied to the previous stuff, and set the stage for what might happen afterwards, and it's just brilliant. And I feel like this is the strongest of the four. Out of the four movies. Out of the four movies, mm-hmm. this is the third one, Bender's Big Game, where Bender gets bit to win the Dungeons and Dragons, which I think <laughs> we can all relate yes, to. Yes, 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 of course. We we all have character sheets right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they get transported into a Dungeons and Dragons world, Cornwood, where mm-hmm. Bender is the king, and he has a taste for. Gnomes, apparently. <laughs> what was that then. one bit that stood and out a- to you? And Amy is a water nymph. Nympho. Oh yes, yes, I remember. That. Of course she is. One she's... of the best one one line jokes. Queen of the water nymphos. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And I think what makes it stand out is just because even though it's all for jokes and for laughs, it kind of ties with a big question about AI. And I think it's a kind of a tie because it's. I mean, the title is a reference to Ender's Game, but has nothing to do with episode, but it's kind of tied to maybe a bit like Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you remember, the original book was called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And this is a question of, you know, if you let robots have imagination, what's mm. going to happen? And I feel like it was a very comedic way of answering a very Broad difficult question. question. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, can it go too far because you have that extra computing power to build it, and is that going to push it too far? And it just shows what can happen when the creative team just, they're told, do whatever the fuck you want. We don't know if we're going to come back. Just do what, do whatever comes to your mind. Do you want to do a DNA episode? Okay, sure. I heard Gagax died recently. Okay, let's do a tribute to him. <laughs> I mean, I want to ask him, uh, Tom, like when you chose this episode, I mean, was this an episode that uh, you came to gradually? Like, did you watch all the other episodes and arrive at this? or? Well, I mean, I do recall in the earlier segment you did say that you were introduced to this like in bits and pieces first, mm-hmm. and then you decided to actually do the proper season one all the way up to season. Kinda. The first episode I watched was I can't remember the name, but it's the one where he gets the parasites in his. I guess all the parasites. Oh god! Oh, parasite lost. Parasite yeah. lost. Yeah. So that was my very first ever Futurama episode, and. And you see the romance between him and Lida also, right? Yeah. yeah. And. I watched a few, but then I think I watched these because they were the ones that my easily flatmates, available. Is that it? It was also flat, all my flatmates had on their computers in university, mm-hmm. so we watched it all the time. You downloaded this illegally, sir. <laughs> we were just we all did. Anyway, 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 so we all did. Get down from your high horses right here. Join me in the shout, shout outs to piracy. You know, I'm pretty sure you can still find the entire season. It makes us cultured in 1080p with multi sub. You know, XKVHC. Oh, uh, you spoiled old children. Yeah, and yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah, but carry on. Yeah, I just love it because it's it works perfectly because there are lots of fantastic lines. You know, the part where 
He's scooping up Nibbler's dark matter. He's saying, I, I steal your treasures. And then Hermes shouts, if you want more, he left some treasures on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, a brilliant little, like, something you can imagine. Yeah, those you know. throwaway lines grab you from, from, yeah. like, from, like, from nowhere. Or, but he says, I've lost Falsy when he talks to the robot hook. He's like, you can't follow me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many quotable lines. Wait, and, what was that Brandigan in this universe though? This D&D thing. Do you uh, remember? I think he was like ambassador of like their version of Starfleet Command or something, Possibly, right? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Or um, the part where Leela goes joining the Centaurs who are pacifists. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Is, actually, if you're a history nerd, there's a very clever commentary on Centaurs who, in Greek mythology, were very militaristic, you know, thuggish individuals. Yeah. Last King Podcast, keeping it really nerdy over here. <laughs> but, okay, I mean, I also want to ask you, out of the four movies, I mean, I would have thought, I mean, uh, nothing on your personality, but I thought you would have liked like the Beast of the Billion Bags more. I... Feel like because it had a very strong anti-religion sentiment it, towards the end. Or okay, maybe. And the, the thing is, I'm not super anti-religious, so it didn't really, you know, mm. mesh with me. And it was clever, don't get me wrong, but I feel like this one was great because it ties to a lot of, you know, what happens when you really let your imagination go. And that was the one thing which I really clung to when I was growing up, the fact that I could retreat into my imaginary world. That's what kept me sane when I was growing up. So that is why I really... I mean, were, were you playing me. Dungeons and Dragons at this point in your no, life? No, 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 but I was writing novels, writing fantasy novels. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I started writing my first fantasy novel when I was 15. I scrapped it, but, you know, I was starting to try and do this stuff, so that's why I appreciate that kind of thing, and I've only just gone to D&D now, so maybe that's why it's fresh in my thoughts right now. So I planted the seeds for what you would become later, actually, right? Quite possibly, yeah. Mm. But... They're probably better written episodes, funny episodes, but this is the one where it shows that they're unafraid to do even the most crazy bullshit for the sake of jokes and for char- character mm-hmm. and for just to prove you can do whatever you want when the setting is your future. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, like, if anything, like, Futurama doesn't exist anymore, but we could still do with a movie every once in a while before oh, yeah. Yeah. these voice actors pass on. Yeah, every year just do... <laughs> What are they doing this time? We're gonna do a two-hour episode. Where like a, maybe a reunion episode. Yeah, perhaps. why not? I mean, why is that not happening? It doesn't even need to be a reunion episode. I mean, you can just do that one-off episode every once in a while and, yeah. have, it, and have it like you know, like a Tintin book, where yeah. it's like this epic two-hour-long episode that doesn't have to tie in with the ending or like you know where they are at this point of time, but just like you know, because the thing is right at this point of time, technology like iPhones, smartphones, and all that, you can still make fun of shit like that, yeah. especially in that universe. And oh, oh! I mean, that's the thing. Even the early episodes, which definitely are harping onto early two thousands, late nineties technology, you know, like dial-up phones and crappy internet. And there's even an episode where they have real-time player as mm. one of their <laughs> visual gags. It still holds up, yeah. even though we're we're much beyond that because you can tell it's a very biting commentary, which stands the test of time. Anyway, that's my thing. Let's How about you, Shafiq? What's about your, your favorite, favorite episode? My favorite episode? Man, okay, no, but anyway, to tie on to the end of that, yeah. uh, I also want to quote one of my favorite lines ever is when uh, Fry, I mean, the gang all enter the virtual reality world. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And, the, yes. and, and the thing is, right, oh, wow, in virtual reality, it's full of ads! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like testimony to like, these guys are ahead of their time. Yeah, they predicted like, everything. And yeah. it's like, oh look, that's where the porn is. So this huge area, just full of it. But Groening was ahead of his time. Like he knew how people would react to a certain like, you know, paradigm shifts in technology Absolutely. and in culture. 
Oh, uh, but okay. All that aside, our my favorite episode and is the one that I kind of hinted at in the earlier segment is mm-hmm. the is the episode even thinking about it breaks my heart. Yeah. Because of how it ended perfectly pulling no punches. I'm talking about our introduction to uh Philip J Fry's little pet Seymour Butts <laughs> in Jurassic Park. <laughs> hands down. Hands down. The saddest TV episode ever. You, you're making show, me tear up right now. Show, oh, it. that song they played at the Be- end was just so I will sad. wait for you. Yeah. Oh god. I mean like people will say like oh emotional episodes was like you know when cheers ended or you know like when uh Hawkeye and Mash kind of lost his mind. Look at me aging myself right now. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> well, oh, that episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he finally confronts how much of a piece of shit his father is. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. cries that, out in front of Uncle yes, Phil, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's Will Smith's yeah, star. Focus on this. That's his star-making turn right there. Focus yeah. on the statue at the end. <laughs> all that aside, all that actual actors showing off uh, emotion and tears. A fucking cartoon broke my heart. You know, yeah. watching oh. Philip J. Fry like go through the motions trying uh, okay setting up the episode he discovers that his dog is petrified and is possibly alive in this block of uh, I'm not so sure was it uh, like crystal or some Something fossil like some, some, some kind some, of fossil he's, yeah. he's fossilized so he's, and he discovers that in his current time there is the technology to bring him back mm-hmm. and then like every uh, moment he's punctuating all these scenes with I'm gonna have my best friend back and you see how that tears Bender apart yeah because he tries to kill the dog as well yeah I mean yeah he does his best to not only sabotage uh, like you know the resurrection of Seymour Butts but also you can see him and like that line you know but I thought I was your best friend you know and you just see like and you're torn between Bender not the lovable riffraff you know this rapscallion and then the flashbacks to seeing like Fry and his dog, how yeah. he would pet him, you know, go off on his way. But of course, it's like you know, I mean, it ended brilliantly with Fry saying, "My dog probably had the best years of his life without me." Mm-hmm. And then they show you what happened. Well, he <laughs> really says, happened. "I'll see you later," and he just he's waiting and waiting and waiting. And that song, yes. that brilliant choice of licensed music, mm-hmm. and seeing that dog not only age and get decrepit, but seeing the pizzeria in the background slowly fall apart, yeah. seeing even his boss, like uh, what's his name, Fanucci, yeah. come out himself, seeing him getting all wrinkled and grey, and just seeing time pass by, before the credits kill you, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just like, and just seeing like, there's some brilliant people behind this show, and the thing is. They respect the audience to know that okay, no. Sometimes there is no happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes That's the people, sometimes the people you leave behind don't have happy. Like you know, they don't go out happy. Mm-hmm. And such is life. Such is like you no, know, the. Ah oh man, I mean, you you were a pet owner. Yes. You yes. probably. Yeah, I was. You know how that feels. I do know how that feels because I had a dog and she passed away a few months ago. I mean, we don't have her anymore, but we give her away to another family, and I found out recently that she passed away. And you weren't there to see? No. And how how did you grow up together? Like, did you watch her raise her as a puppy? Uh, she wasn't a super puppy. She was like 10 months old when we got her, but I had her for a good eight years, and yeah, um, so I watched her grow up. Oh, I had a cat named Peppy. Peppy the Pussy. Yes. Call back to another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look yeah, at me yeah. interjecting levity into this rather morose <laughs> moment. Yeah. More comedy, comedy and tragedy, all that is the, the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, I've been. Yeah, the cat's been around for like maybe about wow, 
ten, nine, eight. It's pretty long. It's a really old cat. Mm. Yeah. So I so I grew up like from young to very old where he can't barely move and can't barely, can barely meow. Yeah. When I was in Singapore, I just got news that the cat died and stuff. In kind of alone, sitting in the veterinarian's uh, cage because. Wanted to sort of cure it, but it actually got cat leukemia. So oh. I mean, if anything, I mean, okay, this is how I want to close off this well, yeah, episode before yeah, we life, all, so. like, before we all do the episode that we all, the three of us, agree would be the best one, right? Yeah. The one thing I want to bring up about Futurama and the brilliance of its writing and its characters and its storytelling, the fact that it has such a firm grip on what humanity is yeah. and it's like the thing is despite all the time traveling the ability to go multi-dimensional the ability to like even if your arms get lopped off you can reattach them like there's no <laughs> real sense of finality in death right but there is you know especially with how you see in the final season when uh, the Lila, final episode right? the final yeah. episode of the final season when Leela and Fry actually get old and they have to relive all their happy moments it's like a constant reminder that we have very limited time yeah. and that's the genius of Futurama and the thing is I think that is what was probably sparking all the inspiration because they know like you know anytime we're about to get cancelled so yeah. we gotta go all out we go out we go they hard no every fucking punches. Yeah. they like just get the last episode, you know? and no the thing is right lazy writing no yes exactly you know they trimmed the fat it was perfect I mean there are bad episodes but the thing is like you compare even the bad episodes even they're actually alright yeah. yes you know like you know, such is the quality of the work and, and, and probably and mostly from Seth MacFarlane too no oh, fuck <laughs> Seth MacFarlane okay no but yes like that's, that's the thing I always want to bring up you know Futurama Brilliant with the comedy, brilliant with the, how you say, the genuinity. And it's hard. The and genu- it's hard. Yes. The genuinity. Authenticity. The authenticity, especially also with the math and the science. Yeah. But with its understanding of what makes humanity human. You know, that's what I love about this show so much. Like Jurassic Park, hands down, one of the greatest moments of TV ever. Yeah. Okay, do not watch if you own Pet. I, <laughs> but then watch if you do also. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how. It's very hard to like you know. Like just be prepared to have your heart fucking trampled on if you watch yeah. the episode. So yeah. I think as we slowly wind down, this, yeah. let's talk about the final episode, which I'm going to say, and I'm going to stand on this hilltop and defend it to the end of my life. The best last episode of any TV series. Meanwhile, I totally agree. Mm. Even better than Cheers' final <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned a bit about it, Jeffy, earlier. I'm a man of a yeah. certain era, so yeah. that show also affected me yeah. greatly. <laughs> fucking old piece of shit. Oh god, I'm yeah. still bitter. <laughs> not, this bonding over Jurassic Park is not going to overcome this. Learn to let go, young one. You have much to learn. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, meanwhile. Meanwhile. Mm. Everything about it, from the beginning where they go back to the moon, which was the second episode of season one. Such yep, a callback, yep. yes. Yeah. And, you know, even just, they introduce a small running gag, which is, you know, the button which stinks it back 15 seconds, and then the weird way they can kind of escape it. And the way it breaks, and the way when they realise we can't restart time, so let's just make the most of it. And it's you, it's the closest they've ever come to fan service, where we say, we're watching them grow old, get together, be together, be the couple we wanted them to be, and see what life is like as them being together. Yeah. And it is beautiful without being saccharine, without being too cliched. It's just It's not even on the nose that much. No, I mean, it's, it's not at all. Good. It's it's perfect. And you feel like they earned it because 
it took so fucking long for them to be together. Yeah. And so they finally have a lifetime to be together. And even when they've been together, you have the side gags where you have Zeb Brannigan falling out of a taxi yeah. and then uh, Kif's like, oh, I can see yeah, your yeah. Velour. <laughs> My favourite fabric. Yeah. And then the final part where Farnsworth comes back and says, oh, I can find this. I can bring you back. But everything which happened is, you'll remember it, but it never happened. Mm-hmm. And then Fry's last thing. Do you want to have a life together again? All over again? And that ends. That perfect ambiguous it's ending. Beautiful because you know it's gonna be a fucking happy ending. No matter what, whether he chooses left or right, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be gorgeous. Yeah. Also, another reason why it's a great last episode, they pushed the fucking limits of what's acceptable on daytime TV. <laughs> the way Fry dies oh, over and over, <laughs> over again. You know, for a skinny guy, it sure is fleshy. <laughs> it's just it's like splat, splat, yeah, splat, yeah. fucking. <laughs> it's hilarious. By the way, to all our Last King fans, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for like a for a show that doesn't exist years, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Four year old show. Well, if class. you're whining about spoilers of a show which ended four or five years ago now, fuck you. Watch them. <laughs> watch it. You don't deserve yeah. to be. And anyway, about spoilers. it's never about the destination. It's always the journey. The journey. It's Absolutely. The journey. And they, the journey made that ending so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the jokes were on point. You know, they managed to fit in that one last dig at how pathetic Zoyberg is. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the that, yeah, that, that has to be consistent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just a glorious, fitting ending. It's a team saying, we love these characters as much as you do. We're going to give them the perfect send-off. Mm-hmm. The two which matter the most. The rest, you know they'll be happy because Bender's immortal, Farnsworth is... Farnsworth, yes. He'll find some way to go back in time. He cloned himself, he's fine. Yeah, and Zoidberg, he'll be happy even though he's pathetic as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's also kind of indestructible, but I would (laughs) say... Yeah, exactly. I mean, mean, even on that note, I would say, like, that sense of finality, them knowing that this is their curtain call too, and I I think as much as I want more Futurama, I'm fine. I'm fine if it doesn't exist, if nothing new exists. That episode is enough to make me say, I'm happy if they never do this you, again. You, you've done the perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. because... Nothing can tarnish his legacy. Because I know my favorite characters are happy and that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I would say Futurama is the greatest love story Absolutely. ever animated. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> and on that, Maru's note... <laughs> yeah, we're going to go cry in a corner about how <laughs> sad everything is. Yeah. I'm going to go home and hug your dog. <laughs> no, but, okay, here's the on thing. On that, yeah. <laughs> Boys and girls, fans of the Last King podcast, what do you think? Tell us about your favorite Futurama episode. You know, did, is there anything we've missed out? Is there any characters we didn't give enough shine to? I'm pretty sure there's some Hermes <laughs> fans out there. Or Hypnotoad fans. Or Hypnotoad fans. Everyone's you know. a Hypnotoad fan. Okay. Or Kiff fan or whatever, you know. But yeah, do let us know. Tell us what you think. You know, Share your favorite Futurama moments. And if you, you haven't, know? please go watch go this show. Go watch this yes. fucking show, okay? You can fucking ignore The Simpsons for now on. <laughs> it's going to be the same shit for the next 10 seasons or until all those actors die. Until <laughs> I die of old fucking age. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen if Hank Azaria just leaves. Dude, or, no, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do what they do they with like Disney. They have enough of his words where yeah. they can just... Uh, yeah! <laughs> it's, a, it's an auto-tune just, thing can happen. Yeah, they could just piece together. They like, could just splice together previous episodes. Like, Hello, Marge! <laughs> Guess who I have today? 
Oh man, but okay. So please let us know. Tell us your thoughts. Okay, yeah. tweet to us at Last King Podcast. We're also available on Instagram at Last King Podcast. You know, friend us on our Facebook. Find us on our website, thelastking.net. But most importantly, uh, comment and share and subscribe and like us on our SoundCloud and our iTunes. You know, wherever you get your Last King. Goodness. Give us a five star rating on iTunes. Yes, yes please. please. You know, it really helps. You know, if you want quality shows, quality topics, quality commentating like this. Okay. Give your friends the last king, uh, you know, a little bit of shine as well. Okay, tell us what topics you want us to tackle. Anything. We'll shine you back. We'll shine you back. You know, Mr. Toffee. Yes. Give them some shine. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, this is um, Professor Shafiq signing off. Uh, also, Mr. Toffee. And this is Eccentric Tom. See ya. Signing out. That fucking show, man.